And last but not least, there are 16 additional points that keep us or don't leave us the freedom to practice the Dharma. And these were mentioned by Longchenpa. Longchenpa was one of the really great Dzogchen teachers and realizers. The first of those 16 is the eight intrusive conditions that leave us no freedom to practice. And the first of the eight intrusive circumstances that leave us no freedom to practice the Dharma are our five poisons. When our five poisons are too strong, they really, really dominate our mind, and so they dominate what we do, and as a result, we don't practice. What this is, is that we may be so involved or concerned with or preoccupied with material concerns that we don't even really consider practicing the Dharma. We might be so concerned about getting more money, greater wishes that we don't practice or so involved in our anger or jealousy that we don't think to practice. The second point of this is that we just are someone is just simply too stupid to practice um, or to, if anybody taught them, maybe similar to that of the animal realm, no matter how much they taught, they still won't understand or the Dharma won't enter into their mind stream. And this can also be included into the third point where somebody may be practicing but their karma from the past is so strong that again the Dharma doesn't develop into them uh, or enter into their mind stream and they don't develop or increase their, their qualities. The fourth point is some people are misled. They find a teacher, but the teacher is a false teacher and leads them down the, the wrong path. The fifth is being too lazy. You may hear the Dharma, the Dharma may be available, but just have no energy or no discipline or just too lazy to practice or even procrastinate all the time that one never starts practicing. Another point, the sixth point, is that we are in servitude. So servitude may be that we are somebody's slave, and due to being a slave, somebody else controls our time, controls our life, we don't have the opportunity to practice. And maybe this could also be in some relationships. In some relationships, some people's partners are really not interested in letting their partner practice. They have no interest in the Dharma and they have no interest in letting their partner practice the Dharma. And you really see some people, they really won't let their husband or their wife go anywhere without their permission, without their control. They go somewhere and within half an hour the telephone is ringing, where are you, where are you, all the time, checking where they are, seeing what they're doing and in many ways influence them so that they don't have any freedom to practice. The seventh is that they really have no conviction to practice. might be that they also are so poor that they really don't have the food or the clothes to practice, and because of this or because of their lack of conviction, they fall back into the old habits instead of practicing.
and the final of these eight intrusive circumstances that give us no freedom to practice is um, some people are just imposters. They pretend to or they make as if they are practicing the Dharma for the purposes of attaining enlightenment, for benefiting others, but in reality what their only interest is is that they wish to feather their own nest, they wish only for fame and fortune, and so their mind isn't really involved in the Dharma. And then the eight incompatible circumstances that stop us from practicing the Dharma or give us no freedom to practice the Dharma. The first is that we are too tightly bound to material concerns. I think I really also mentioned this in the in the first of the eight intrusive circumstances that we are just so preoccupied with material concerns that we don't practice. Always chasing after fame and fortune that we don't think that Dharma is important, we have no interest in it, or that we think, oh maybe, yes, one day I should practice the Dharma, but let me quickly earn this, or let me resolve these material concerns, and we delay and delay and then never really start practicing, because our priority really is these material concerns. The second is that our nature is just so depraved that uh, no matter who teaches them, who tries to help them, even an enlightened teacher, uh, they just aren't able to change their ways. Their ways are so negative. The third is those people who just have no interest in knowing about the three lower realms, have no interest in even thinking that they exist, and have no concern with respect to samsara. It really doesn't interest them. They don't believe that it is something that is really existing, and so they just have no intention or inclination to practice. And I guess this leads into the fourth point, which is those that have no faith at all, which also be that they have no faith in the Dharma. Likewise, they would have no belief in samsara. And uh, if you have no faith, then you're really not going to practice. It would be of no interest to you. The fifth is those people who really take great joy in doing negative things, doing harmful actions. So also then, the Dharma doesn't interest them. And, as we said earlier, the sixth point is no interest. So that is, they give the example of, like a dog has no interest in eating grass. So, presenting the Dharma to them, or talking to them with the respect to the Dharma, they just have absolutely no interest in it. And with having no interest in it, they're not going to practice. The seventh and the eighth is regarding our commitments. Uh, this eighth, the seventh is our commitments to bodhicitta. It's really thinking, or if we break those commitments, is really saying that we have no interest, we don't believe in bodhicitta, we give up on it. And if you don't have any belief in bodhicitta, and you don't want to practice it, then it's, I think it speaks for itself that you're not going to uh, attain body, bodhicitta. And the others, the eighth is those who take vows, but they have no interest in keeping those vows. They break them, and uh, they just bring themselves harm and unhappiness, and for those around them. And these last 
16 points. The eight intrusive circumstances leave us with no freedom to practice, and the eight incompatible circumstances leave us or lead us away from the Dharma. And because of these, if our mind is dominated by any of these, then we don't practice. And as a result of not practicing, uh, we have very little opportunity of attaining liberation. With these points, we may have human life, but we, because we are, our minds are consumed by these points, we don't have the inclination to make our life meaningful, meaningful in the terms of practicing the Dharma. So if we have problems with any of these, we should, or it's advised that we really uh, find ways or consider how we can free ourselves from these adverse circumstances so that we're not bound or kept away from practicing the Dharma and that we do em embark on practicing and making this life meaningful in terms of benefiting others and attaining enlightenment.